Welcome to the Drop Doctors Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everybody and welcome to the Draft Doctors. I am your host, John Crockett. I am back with my awesome monotones. Stevie Fizz has decided to take the week off. He's looking into this whole Omnicrom thing and he's looking for some sort of way to cure it. But uh, as usual, we have the boys here. Uh, We have the awesome statesman. Good to see you again, mate. How are you? Yeah, who the fuck and where the fuck? So who the fuck are you and where the fuck is Steve? I'm just some ringing you. You know, you blokes just pull in when you, you know it's got a the ring boost up. the ratings. <laughs> the boost hey, look, the it's, ratings. it's draft draft season's back. I'm here. I'm back. I don't know if I'm back permanently, but I'm I'm coming back. I, coming I will back. say we all received a message. We got the Poochie message. So the theory for Poochie is, uh, and if everyone remembers the Simpsons episode when Homer was running Poochie and getting a little bit too big for his boots. His thought process in a plot is when Poochie's not in the scene, everyone needs to be asking, where's Poochie? That's right. He is, fa- he is fighting off Omicron. No, we're just kidding. We know he um, he is very scared of the uh, the COVID, but he's having a well-deserved break. A well-deserved break. That, that is and true. Cam, good to see your face again. It has been too long since I've hung shit on you, so this is going to be a good show. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Look, I'm prepared for the shit hanging, but I, I just thought we might, you know, seeing Steve's off the pod. It's not often that Steve's off the pod, and and we have a bit of opportunity to drive change here mm-hmm. while he's gone, <laughs> right? So from today, I think we're going to ban the following: we're going to ban fence sits of all types, we're going to ban ranges of outcomes, we're going to ban. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. After this yeah, show, yeah, yeah. because I have a lot of range of outcomes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, right, we, we are going to ban the term interesting. We're also going to ban Proust season, cagey, and of course, the saying, a great Western Victorian. Uh, you've missed um, one very important shit. one. You, you, we've Ooh. got to ban Ghislaine. Well, so we, I actually think that we'll still talk about the Ghislaine trial and, you know, specifically her photos of her and Epstein at the Queen's cabin. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, I have not, no. Yeah, photos at the Queen's cabin. That's uh, not looking good for Prince Andrew. <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> it has been looking good for him for no, a very long time. Prince Andrew. He's very thankful for COVID. He's, his stonks are, they are not good. <laughs> not Look, good. We are three or four minutes into the show, and we haven't just told the uh, listeners what the topic is. It is Ooh. the infamous Burnman uh, episode. It is not a double fake. We are actually doing the Burnman episode this week, where guys, we're looking at drafting in the early rounds who we think are going to burn us, and we've got some pretty spicy ones here, I think, this week, and... Um, Stato, why don't you kick us off with your first Birdman, please? Well, when thinking of burning, I thought there's the potential in this show that I might burn myself here. Um, So I've picked two characters that could burn the Birdman. So um, they are big names. And I thought, why not take a few scalps early in the preseason? So my first one is Max Gorn. So clearly a top two ruck for many years now. Um, with this record, uh, there's no wonder why. So 2018, 22 games with an average of 111.3. How about this for consistency? 2019, an average of 111.3. Same average two years on the trot. In 2020, we remember it was Corona Ball. Uh, So he played 14 games out of 17 with an average of 100, but if we convert that as 125, so a massive season in 2020, even though he had that little injury spell around the bye period. But in 2021, we have seen some changes. And although just a slight drop, he only dropped to 108 average, the change is all about them turning to a two-ruck system. They have been slowly introducing our man and new man, and I think the grand final showed us why, and I have no doubt this system will continue to build. 
In the grand final, Max started as the main ruckman. He had 67 points at half time, but the team were down. We all remember that day. It looked like one more goal, and the Western Bulldogs are going to win a premiership. But then they changed the ruck. Max only scored 12 points in the third quarter and 34 in the second half. For draft, I just can't see him getting past the second round. And as soon as someone takes Brody Grundy, the run on rucks will start. And there is absolutely no doubt, and with the data I just talked about before, with good reason, Max will be next. And someone will not be able to stop taking him. I could be wrong, of course. This man is a fantasy jet. There is absolute no doubt about this. No doubt whatsoever. But I think the share will benefit both of them. So for the longer term for Max, so the longevity and obviously the development of their young gun. I'm tipping Max fantasy scores to be between 95 and 100. That's my tip. It's still not bad for your Ruckman, but you would have passed up 110 to 115 midfielder to get him. What do you reckon, boys? If you're looking to take a Ruckman straight after Brundy Grody, uh, Brun- Brundy. <laughs> <laughs> how much I've been paying attention to football and how much I've been drinking today, who would you take out of Max Gorn or Sean Darcy? who potentially could be the number two Ruckman. Well, this is the problem. Or I number reckon, one Ruckman. I reckon there's four Ruckman to discuss. So there's Grundy and Gorn, and they're clearly the top two. Now, it's fair to say right now, I don't think Grundy's going down that sort of shared role because they haven't really got that tool that can actually be uh, a solid Ruckman as well. So they haven't got that key forward. So... I don't think Darcy Cameron's a gun key forward. Um, so I don't think it really benefits them, you know, sharing 50-50. Um, so that, that's my issue there. Um, Sean Darcy is a really interesting one. So we've only seen a block now of him staying on the park. I don't think that block is big enough for you to build confidence to take him over Max. And then you've got, obviously, someone that I'm really keen on um, who, unfortunately, no matter which way we look at it, has got injury concerns as well. So the ones staying on the park are Grundy and Gorn. So the safe bet is Gorn. And I just can't imagine someone in that first round or potentially second round that doesn't just go the pump with Max. Because he's proven 113, 113, 125, 108. That's Ruckman. And the separation between fourth position, uh, Ruck, to uh, eighth position is about 25, 30 points. So I I hear what you're saying, and I actually agree with you about the average prediction. So like the, you know, 95 to 100. But I, I think where I'm going with this is if you take him in the first or second round, the opportunity cost is too high. And that I think the benefit of waiting on a ruck for, you know, Darcy, Marshall, even a couple of the other, you know, sort of fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah, like those guys, the benefit is um, is going to be better so you can snap up midfielders. I mean, I posted online after about a 1,000 beers yesterday, you know, Max Gorn in the third, and to be honest, that's where I would feel comfortable taking him. And so if he's available in the first or second for me, I'd, I'd pass. I just, I, I think there's better value and the opportunity cost is too high. Yeah, he's going in yeah. the first two rounds, mate. I'd be surprised that a lot of drafts don't have him. It depends on teams, of course. But if you've got the old 12-team format, um, I reckon he's going first round. Oh, I think with... The amount of forwards and that I think there might be a forward rush this year. Maybe yeah, great. With the potential there, I think you see maybe five or six forwards potentially go in that first round this year. Yeah, it could be crazy with forwards. Who have you got um, for your first one, Jono? Oh well, it's it's the ultimate burn man. We've all hung shit on this guy forever and a day, and uh, halfway Steve. through the year, this guy is it Steve? <laughs> this is Steve. 
Uh, if you know who's on the list, Aaron Hall, oh. then yes, yes, it is. This mm. guy would have been sitting on everyone's waiver wire, whether you're in a redraft, keeper league, no matter what, because no one's owning Aaron Hall because of the stank that comes off this guy. But uh, he got the role change. He got that cushy role change off halfback. He averaged 109 in AFL Fantasy, 105 in Supercoach. He, only, he also threw out a 6 and an 11 uh, this year as well. So that really affected his score as well. Career year at 31, that's a very worrying sign. But we do know Aaron Hall has the scoring capacity. We've seen it. Uh, in a four-week block on the Gold Coast where he, I think he was averaging about 140, 150 at one stage. Uh, but then the body breaks down and whatnot. But in the early, mid-2000s, uh, 2016, 2017, he did score pretty well and showed us his scoring potential. But again, uh, not playing a full season ever until um, back in 2013. That's it. That's the only time he's ever played a full season. So what's that? Almost 10 years ago when he when he was a rookie. Um, he is the number one defender now that uh, we've lost Rory Laird and Callum Mills as defenders. Um, it just scares the hell out of me, especially when we think North should improve, right? Like, they've got some uh, younger bodies at the Horn Francis, um, Taron Thomas still developing well, Jai Simkin, uh, I think he won the best and fairest there. So they've got Hugh Greenwood to cover Cunnington. I think they will be better. And also, if you look at deeper, Aaron Hall's def- uh, disposal efficiency was his best he's ever had. It was up 7% from previous uh, over his career average. So I don't think he's going to be replicating that again. Like, he was getting 25 to 28 kicks a game. If North improved, that's going to drop down significantly. Um, yeah, he's still going to be a, a good um, fantasy scorer. I believe he'll still play off that half-back role, but that 109 and 105 score average i don't think that's going to be there i think there could be a 10 point drop coming and if you're getting that probably round one two people would be looking at him on the turn there forget about it you know that 10 point drop could still mean he's the top defender like it oh jake luke is still average well over 100 yeah i I, for sure but like i'm just looking at north's list right from a defender perspective and they are to be honest pretty pretty light like Aiden Bonner, Aiden Core, Kieran Hayden, whoever that is, Ben Mackay, Flynn Perez. No idea who that Perez is. Perez might play to be the, the kid Lock, they got from Footscray. Lockie Young. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, and Atu Bosa Falengi. But that's like, who are half of those people? Like, there's a, I, I th- you know, Luke McDonald, if he goes back, you know, maybe he can take some of that. But he, he's playing on the wing. So. That's right. I don't know. Like I, I look at this and I'm like, I can't see a world where he doesn't score well because it, there's no one else to play that role. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That for me, if, though, if North improving, that ball's not going down there every 35 seconds. He's not yeah. getting that exit ball where he's having I do, 28 yeah. kicks a game. I do hear, and some of those stats are just crazy. He was eighth for total meters gained, um, yeah. 17th for total disposals per game. First in meters gained per game and also um, 13th for total marks. So he, he was, you know, obviously a blistering season, but I even if the ball's not there, the, the way the game's played, and Stato, you, you know more about this than me, right, but the way the game's played, the defenders, like the running defenders, move push up the ground uh, a little bit. So it's not like the ball has to make it all the way to defense for him to get disposals. But they could also do this whole switcheroo. Like, as you said, we saw McDonald push to the wing. What's stopping, um, is it Noble, switching those two around where we see the wingman role is absolute garbage pretty much these days. Mm. Yeah, Stater, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, if role and body um, are fine, then he's going to be the top-scoring defender without any doubt. But when's the point in a rebuild... You actually build the responsibility. So, in other words, what I'm saying there is Aaron Hall's not in their next premiership team and they need mm. to get someone experienced in those roles. So, I think it's a risk-reward pick. And I don't do risk-reward picks in the first two rounds. I'm just going for data. So, if someone grabs him, and you only have to look at the average, if someone grabs him in the first two rounds, they've got the risk-reward and there's certainly risk there. 
Do you think yeah. they, that's why they sort of got Atu in that team? He could play that running running defender role. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen a lot of him. I don't know. I I, I think uh, even Aaron playing that role was just sort of happened for them. I, I, I don't know if it was a long-term plan. It just um, happened one weekend. It worked. Ooh, look at this. Um, mm. That mm. I, I could be totally wrong there um, and maybe not giving enough credit to the, the coaching group. But, yeah, it would be interesting. I, you're right. The age is an issue, where they are and their future is an issue, but maybe they need that type of role to happen for them uh, just while they're doing the build. So he does use the ball reasonably well. He's got good pace, but he doesn't defend well, and maybe they've got to build that defensive system first. Yeah, especially with him and Jack Zebel both being a bit liabilities on the defensive side, right? Um, cool. So my first one this week is Darcy Parrish. Um, obviously you had the prick. break at... You what? You, what? You were claiming his breakout last year. Yeah, and I fucking nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just get the salt out. He's still oh. salty. He didn't get him in salary cap. Look at it. Yeah, look at that. Prick. Look at that look. <laughs> so, so salty. He's drinking hot water, isn't he? You're drinking hot water. Sam. Yeah, I've um I've been um dry all the build up for Christmas, so it's been about thirty five days. Um, doing the right thing, doing a bit of intermittent fasting, uh, oh, eating, wow. eating really well, and uh, no alcohol. So, um, been looking after myself, and then going to plunge into about two weeks of mayhem and destroy my life. Nice. That's why nice. you just continue drinking, build that immunity in your body, and where you can drink more, <laughs> eat more. No, I've actually I... planned it that I'm only having three days of celebrations. So yeah, okay. I'm going to be really good for the rest of the time. I, I get to have two and a half weeks off work. So uh, I'm going to be a really good boy besides three days. Is that a fear and loathing in Las Vegas type bender? Um, I was thinking more um, yeah. leaving Las Vegas style, just go through the supermarket, just pull all the alcohol into the shopping trolley yeah. and just keep going. <laughs> it, it's the type of thing that, that gets to a point where you actually just feel shocking if you have a big night. And then you go through three nights of, you know, doing all the right things, all the right level of exercise, the right intakes of everything, you know, just water and um, and healthy produce uh, and just real proper food, uh, nothing manufactured or anything like that. And then you wake up after those three days and go, wow, how good do I feel? Mm. Yeah. What's that? How does speaking? that happen? Yeah, I, I've never, it seems like. You making that up, to be honest. But um, state or before I get into Darcy Parish, because we have gone down a yeah. bit of a rabbit Fuck hole you. here. Fuck you. This is what we do. This is what we do on the show. Not, just tangent. That's what are it's you all the, about. Are you the COVID case, Stato, in Northern Territory? <laughs> I'm reading and you just said that there's going to be about two weeks off, right? And you've cut, I've read an article today that says a man in his sixties. Oi! Thank you very much. I'm 70. So Darcy Parrish <laughs> um, obviously had a breakout year playing the majority of uh, the time in the midfield, ranked second for centre clearances per game, fifth for score involvements per game, and eighth in total disposals. Uh, he was also the 10th and 19th highest super coach and AFL fantasy scorer, respectively, by average for the season. So clearly a breakout year, um, had a, a massive numbers and just when you thought that he might be cementing himself, not only as a midfielder at the Bombers, but one of the elite mids of the comp, Dylan Shield returned from injury and his output plummeted across the board. Uh, he went from averaging 117 AFL fantasy points and 128 super coach in games without Shield. And then he changed when Shield came back to 84 and a half AFL fantasy points and, you know, a little bit more respectable, 94.87 in the Supercoach format. Uh, it's That's one of the problems is that, you know, that I think it's less about Shield and more about the fact that there's just too many people um, trying to run through that mid. And you look at it, you have Zach Merritt, Dylan Shield, Kyle Langford, Darcy Parrish, Andy McGrath, Archie Perkins, Jai Caldwell... And, Stringer. You know, 
stringer the, the list goes on right the i think there's scope for him to break through even given all of this just because he is such a genuine gun like he, he's probably one of the better mids in the comp but realistically based on where he finished last year he's probably a third round pick that is gonna hurt if he's pumping out an 84 average because there's too much congestion there well, we see Caldwell coming back from those serious hamstring issues. Would they probably nurse him a little bit more, play him in that half-forward type role and not give him the mid-minutes just as a precaution? Because he came back and then did it again, didn't he, and was out for longer. Yeah, I I kind of don't see it. It depends how his preseason goes, I guess, would be the, the comment. Because if he comes back and he's you know firing on all cylinders, then he's probably in the mid. But the thing is, like, even if you look at these guys and you say, well, some of them are going to, most of them are going to be mid forwards. Mm. That doesn't stop the fact that there's still a lot of minutes to get taken up in the mid. But a lot of them actually lost that mid forward. Like we saw Langford lose it, Colwell lose it. They've, uh, they've lost the status. It doesn't mean they've lost the um, game time. So I, I think you're still going to have Kyle Langford playing mid forward. You'll probably still have um, Archie Perkins playing a split. You'll have Caldwell playing a split. You'll have Stringer playing a split. Um, and and probably Darcy Parrish playing a pretty good split too. I sort of mm. part disagree with you with this one. Um, so so firstly, um, I think he played well enough last year that he'll get mid time. Um, is he going to be in there for seventy percent of the, the centre bounces? Probably not. But I think he gets enough that he that he gets good scoring away. But I think there's another thing um, that maybe we're missing here is my thoughts is Darcy Parrish isn't that well looked upon. In other words, he's hurt people before. So he's one of those that um, have trapped us before with the potential and sort of never really made it. Even last year, he was really slow until Anzac Day and then he went bang. But he still faded in the second half of the year. So if you actually owned him, you got pissed off with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah I is that because of a tank issue that we've always sort of known? No, 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 no. It was it just was just shield. the role. Everyone else came back mm. in and was just sharing it a little bit. So he his productivity dropped away. So I'm sort of thinking you're right. The data suggests he should be picked up in the first three rounds, but I think people will view him like you are now, Cam, uh, and maybe that's yeah, okay. just. Uh, we're feeling this. You, you never know. There only needs to be one person that's hot, of course, and only one person needs to take him. But sort of, I got the funny feeling he's more of a fifth or a sixth rounder. You know, sort of your your M Luke Parker type three M four. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, good good call, John. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a little bit unsure. It's just I I own him in a keeper, and I've lived with him for all this shit and. Even I debated in our keeper league whether I'm actually keeping Parish, and I thought, well, I'm stupid not to. But it wasn't if, oh, this is his breakout year, he's going to be a superstar for the rest of his life. You want to trade? Who you got? I have a Tim Kelly on the on the board if anyone no, wants him. Fuck off. Apparently he's unvaccinated. And- <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rumours about that stuff. Isn't there? I'm hearing rumours. There's three West Coast players there, and he's one of them. Oh, he's training with the group, yeah, so he must be vaccinated, right? Because yeah, we're past correct. the deadline. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But cool. Mind you, uh, they are in WA. They seem to be doing their own thing. Yes, the uh, Republic of Western Australia. <laughs> um, Stato, who you got? Okay, just take over the hosting duties. Well, yeah, fuck, you yeah. weren't doing it. You're fuck just sitting it. there. Yeah, You're just I'm sitting there. there. Come back, Fizz. Out. Come back. Um, <laughs> tight ship. There was never a fucking tight ship when I was hosting. This is fucking loose as a goose. My, <laughs> you want me to get the mango unchained, Cam? Oh, yes. yes. Don't talk about mangoes. I'm living in the place with mango madness. Um, so this one's going to be really quick because I will say this is a gut feel more than anything else. Now, oh, and this is – this. I was going to – sorry, Stato. We're on a Jono pod now. Oh, yeah. So this is, He's we're, just, we're, it's oh. the gut feel pod. He, I saw his guns. I saw his guns, and all I thought about was gut. Um, <laughs> the gut's going. I'm, I'm, I'm doing 50k a week on the bike. That's beautiful. Wow, man. nice. Um, 
So this one just received forward status and is a 100-plus player. So I think he is what we talked about, that forward run, and he's in that big mix. So you're going to have Taranto and you're probably going to have this bloke as maybe the the F2 pick. Uh, I'm thinking there's a few other big dogs that have that have got the forward status that might go early. So this could be a first-round draft pick, and it's Mitch Duncan. I don't think there's any doubt about his potential, um, and this is one that could really burn me. I mean, no, no doubt Max Gorn could burn me as well, but uh, if Mitch Duncan plays his best footy and his body stays healthy, then very clearly he's a top three forward next year. Uh, without a doubt as well. So I think first-round draft pick, definitely got the potential. But honestly, I've just felt in recent times, and, and maybe this is recency bias popping in, that Mitch Duncan has hit that age where injuries start to happen way too often. So it wasn't once, it wasn't twice, it was three times last season this man got injured and he didn't even finish the home and away season off. And well, he I'm came start- off, a short, off a short run. He didn't have a pre-season to begin with. And this remember. is my whole point, yeah. So we're, we're looking at someone who has had multiple issues in one year, has hit the other side of 30, so he turns 31 next year, I'm thinking, such a great player, that this man is actually a risk as a first-round draft pick. So it could be the curse of Brett Deludio. Could be. Let's hope it's not that bad. But I, I think there's going to be the potential that he's missing quite a few rounds. Oh, there's big questions over their big three, really, in Jagwood, Danger and Duncan. Mm. If you ask me, like those those three blokes, I honestly I want nothing to do with next year. Yeah. I do I do like Duncan, but I think at the right price. I I hear yeah. I think this is a really good take to be honest. And whilst I want him to be really good, I think you'll have to pay that first round price. Yeah. And realistically, you know that hams or for lack of a better term. Hamstring <laughs> for, for for your next couple of rounds, right? Because you you don't want to then take another risky pick in the next few rounds, which is when you probably need to be looking a bit more risky. So I know it's a tough one. What what, what has been his issues, mate? So he had a, a hip uh, issue that he struggled with. He had back, and then he had a calf. I think it, towards the end of last year. So old man, old man, and. <laughs> Calf. The calf, calf is, is old man. man. Calf is, yeah. yeah. And, and can I say that the, although all three can be quite severe, the calf is the real issue. So once you right. start getting calves, it is really hard to stop. And um, John, I just brought up dids before. That was just one Harley Banal was another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Just it's so hard to get rid of them. So when they start being back-to-back, calves you're in some real trouble it's the old um don't they do it's not pig's blood what's the they go to germany and get the what? calf blood or cow's blood or whatever it is yeah. some it's bovine that's for sure yeah bovine university yeah <laughs> all right my second burn man is mr ben keys from the adelaide football club this is a anyway yeah. yeah, finishing as the 25th mid in Supercoach and 15th in AFL Fantasy. Thank you very much. Uh, for an average of 103 Supercoach, 108 in AFL Fantasy. This is a guy who was delisted by the Brisbane Lions uh, about two years ago. So if they thought he was no good, he's gone to Adelaide. Um, as what I thought was just basically a top-up player there is in case of emergency if one Matt Crouch or Rory Sloan goes down with injury. And, and look, that's what happened. Um, we saw him going through Corona Ball. We saw him have some pretty good scores there. And then in 2021, he put it all together. Matt Crouch didn't play a game. He stood up in that midfield. And 
while he didn't knock it out of the park, um, you know, he's averaged pretty well. He had some pretty high scores, but he had some pretty low scores in there as well. But that could be a bright a byproduct of Adelaide just being pretty ordinary, to be honest. Um, we think Matt Crouch is probably going to be missing probably early rounds again. Um, Stevie Nicks came out and said that they're going to be taking their time with him and not Stevie. rushing him. But... Yeah. <laughs> I can't What's his name? Matthew Nicks. Uh, they're not going to rush Matty Crouch back in, so he, he so will get So good to have you back, Stato. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stato has just called himself... I don't know if anyone... Surely, I'm going to play that. If I'm cutting this show, which I you think will I am... Be. I'm going to fucking cut the shit out of that and just put it at the top end and at the back end. <laughs> Stato saying, good to have you back, Stato. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anything for yes. a gag. Uh, and I reckon with Matt Crouch, he'll come back at some stage. And like we saw with Ali Yo, he'll take time to build into a season. But again, with Adelaide, they're in a rebuild phase. There's uh, competition for spots. In that midfield, like you've got Rory Sloan, you've got Laird, um, you've got Dawson in that team. We don't know what his role is. He's been promised the hashtag more midfield role. There's a bloke called Jackson Haley. Sorry, oh, I don't know where I wrote his name, but uh, yeah. the forgotten man. Where is he? What's he doing, Cam? Uh, Jackson Haley is. Well, I saw him running around the track with the team, so he must still be employed. Is he like a water boy now, or what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was really bizarre. Last year, he had um, the dreaded OP, the osteitis pubis. He played a couple of games, though, didn't he? One or two, he, He's thought. played, like, one at the start, and then he missed the rest of the season. And it was form that got him out of the team, and then injury that kept him out, I would suggest. So, could could factor this year, to be honest. But Yeah. Another reason why Ben Key scares me a little bit, he's actually... Because he works his ass off as he's been that sort of journeyman player now, sort of trying to step up into elite. His tank's really good. So there is a range of outcomes, Cam. Hey, that he could, Here we go. <laughs> he could actually be moved to a wing and just running up and down the wing all day uh, with Seisman on the other wing. And as we know, scoring mm. output as a wingman is absolute poo. So they could throw Dawson in that role. We know Miller is coming back. Um, from his injury, so he could move back into that role off the half-back line there. So a lot of range of outcomes for Ben Keys, but certainly if he's the 15th midfielder in AFL Fantasy and 25th, that is first and second round picks basically right there. And uh, I don't think he's going to be improving his score. Um, if anything, he'd either maintain or certainly he's going to burn the shit out of you. <laughs> it's either maintain or toilet. It's the- toilet. I think um, with Adelaide in general, they've got two guys. So Miller hasn't played for like two and a half years mm. and Matt Crouch basically hasn't played for two years and they're both probably going to hit the ground early in the season. Man, they're going to be rusty, like really rusty. And then like actually looking at the rest of their midfield, Sloan, Schoenberg, Keys, Jones. Chase Jones. No, Chase, Jones. no, no, no. He, he shifted to... Defense. Yeah, he'll oh, be year. he'll be a defensive stopper. But I, I actually like Keys for next year. I, I agree with you that he probably won't improve, but I think his floor shouldn't be that low. Like I don't think he'll drop too bad because there's just who else? But at the fifteenth mid in AFL fantasy, surely there's better mid there'd be better mids around there. I don't know, him. man. Like if if, if like safer draft- I'd say safer mids than him. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I actually think his role is safe. I, I reckon he'll go 100 plus. I, I, think I said, the other I said Dawson will outscore him next year. Yeah, I well, yeah, average more happen. than him. That could that happen. Could happen. I, that I, I also happen. think um, he's not sexy. So there's not going to be people clamoring over yeah. him to get. He's got the Jared Lyon syndrome. Oh, steak knives. Yeah. I've got Took Miller, I've got Jared Lyons, and Clayton Oliver in my keeper league midfield. Life is good. Shut up, Jono. And I think I've got Jared Lyons for state noise. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of, my second burner is Jared Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's about bloody time. He's been burning me for years. So, Jared Lyons really. I'll sell him back to you, Stato. What do you want for him? 
Life trade, Darcy Parish for Jared Lyons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need forwards. I have zero forwards. I think oh, no, forwards. I've like got Jamara some forwards. Hagen. I've got some forwards. There you go. We get a deal done. Oh, man. We get a deal done. You guys, you guys keep looking. I'll, I'll run through Jared Lyons. Have a look on the, the ultimate team or whatever it is. So, Jared Lyons had a career year last year on the back of a couple of successful years at the Lions, actually. Um, but I, I think we might be seeing a similar situation to what we saw when Tim Taranto broke out a couple of years ago at the Giants, where everything basically broke his way to allow him to be the main man in the guts um, in the Giants' mid, where Cornelio got injured, Kelly got injured, um, Toby Green was, you know, suspended or whatever, and Tim Taranto put out a career-best 110 average or something ridiculous. With Lions, Neil was troubled all last year with injury, so it wasn't just the games that he missed, it was the games that he played where he can, he was carrying a bad back, um, which, you know, you'd obviously get if you're carrying the team so hard for so long. Um, then you have someone like Cam Rayner, supposed to move into the mid, but missed the season. You have someone like Jared Berry, who was injured for most of last season. And then when he came back, he really never hit the mark. And um, we've talked about that a few times where, the shift to the longer game time without a preseason made it really hard for people to compete when they actually returned from long-term injuries. And Barry was probably one of those people. And it saw Lions average 117 in both formats, which is just crazy, like bonkers numbers, right? That's a whopping 20 points better than his previous best season. And that's, you know, with the exception of COVID, um, the COVID year. So his previous best season was 2019 before COVID. Um, and, and yeah, 20 points better. It's not going to take much for Neil to get a few more disposals, for the likes of Barry to actually play to the standard which we know he can, for someone like Robertson to get more time, for Rayner to gobble up a few more. And all of a sudden, you know, you have someone who's the third highest or fourth highest average in fantasy and super coach coming right back to the pack where he's probably a 100 average player, a drop of, you know, 17, 18 points. I don't think he'll go in the first round because like Stato was saying, with Keys, he's just, it's not a sexy name and, and people probably won't draft him there. Um, but he's probably still a second round and I reckon that is still probably a little bit too early given that he could pull back quite a fair bit. Yeah, it's amazing when you look at the data. So we, we see the last two years and we think, yeah, he's been a, a jet. But prior to that, um, to be fair, he was never absolutely standout. No wonder he was stake nines when you when you look at the, the history of the data. So this is a season out of the blue. But to be fair, I think last year was a pretty good two. It was an 85 average. Um, I don't yeah, know what right. that is. Uh, working on 110 it. or something yeah, like that. So yeah, so it is two seasons. Um, so it's fair to say um, whether it's been the, the change of role or the people around him, but the amount of data, so the line increase, so you look at a score build, he just had an improvement in every area of, of his game. So even a career high of freeze four, which is yeah, well, yeah. It's just every single line that he just ticked all the boxes. So I'm interested to see what happens, but I'm not hunting him. Um, I don't think he drops a lot, but if you do pick him up in the first round, I reckon you end up being disappointed. And can I say, isn't it amazing how we look at things? So um, remember, we did the preseason draft, the the um, whatever we call it, the ghost draft. What do we call it? You know what I mean? Dummy draft. Just a anyone just a draft off the the one we did early with all the other boys and that the mock yeah, draft. So mock draft. Thank you very much. So we did the mock draft with the trader boys, um, and I picked Jack Steele in round two. And you guys just laugh. What an idiot. You know, he's around five to six, you know, round drafts. So it's amazing how much even us that analyse so much end up being this, I think, the highest scorer for the year and second highest. Well, just on that Jack Steele pick, like uh, in our home league, a mate of mine, he was picked 10, picked him up on the 
you know, a 10, 11 pick, I laughed my ass off him that he picked yep. Jack Steele up that early. Yep. Absolutely pissed myself laughing and I made I was made to look like a complete dickhead. I, I should well, I should not have hard, a but... look. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have a look. Um his ADP, Jared Lyons, last year was fifty six. Yeah, I would Fuck. Have said, he he's, he's he's always I reckon in that five to seven range, round five to seven range, like Again, vanilla mm. pick. People go, oh, yeah, he's okay. I'll just get him as that Luke Parker, M4, M5 type. Just just does a role. Yeah, I think so, having a look yeah. at the highest scorer from last year, Jack Steele, his ADP was 21. Mm. So imagine a, you could have picked yeah. Jack Steele in the, in the third round, that is, 21. So mm. it's 21.5 in the third round and pick up Jared Lyons in the sixth later. round. Yeah. <laughs> That's just <laughs> it's just a mate. Well, let's let's mate, check out. You could have, you could have also Took. got Took as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, eighty-one later, ninth round, three, six, and nine. Fuck. So the yeah. top three scoring midfielders you could have picked up at round three, round six, and round nine. Yeah, wow. And so this is where it's at, right? So we become you have to admit, sort of us and some of the other pods become a bit of an echo chamber for some stuff where. You know, someone will say, oh, you know, this person's going to do well or this person's not going to do well. And you can come up with a narrative generally that, you know, makes sense. And so, like, I buy into a lot of what the Stato says. I buy into a lot of what Jono and Steve say. And so when we sit back and laugh at something like a Jack Steele being picked early, it's not that we haven't considered the other stuff. It's just that we think, you know, there might have been people, other people better. I don't think even when you took him, Stato, you were thinking he'd go 120, 20. right? Yeah. Oh, no, I, but he did have a 91 the year before. So he had been building, he got yeah. sort of the role, he was number one. So 91 in COVID would have been a 115. Yeah. So for, for a second round pick, I was buying the highest scorer from last year at that position. Yeah. I was hanging that he was going to last that long. Yeah, and, and with that data analysis, we just go off previous year's data. You see how it's building, what role they played probably the year or two beforehand, but we don't know what's happening in the preseason right now. Like we don't have access to the training and the footage, and they could be throwing Jack Steele at full back for all we know. Like, yep. we just don't know exactly. Mm. And that's how you formulate your rankings. You form well, how I formulate my rankings is right. This is what they've averaged beforehand. What's their role going forward? Will they improve that? Will they maintain it? Or will they regress it, basically? Yeah. And then I work off that, basically. Always knew you were a simple man. I am a simple man, Stato, with simple tastes. Said that for many years. So, guys, we've had... Um, I threw up a thing on the Twitter. Do we have any... Have we done the burners? Are we done? Yes. Done? Far out. Look at that efficiency. We started with 20 minutes of nothing and we've gone through all the content in in the next minutes. 20. But we don't, have, we, we don't have, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes of just Epstein theories and whatnot. It's true. <laughs> it's true. There where's has Poochie? been a... Where's, where's Poochie? Um, so I put out just on Twitter who everyone else think is, thinks is going to be a burn man. So I'll read out a few of them here. And um, we have Jack Steele. As a burn man from Russ, two, four, six, eight. Might, uh, might regress a little bit, but he's not going to burn you, I don't think. No, he's it not going to burn like, Yeah, it feels more like a regression. He said burns you, in inverted commas, with 105, um, which, mm. you know, maybe. 110 still. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Duncan actually got a, a shout-out stater yeah, from Branco. Um, gets hyped as a top three pick in F1 and gets his annual injury in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, yeah, pretty pretty on point. Um, this one's a little bit harsh, but fair. Frio Crude says draft doctors when you the you suck show is left unrecorded for a second year in a row. Is it two years we are well we didn't really COVID, start no, this year to be fair. It was Well twenty twenty um, was just COVID year and we were all dead because you know, we did draft kit, we did the Fox Footy stuff, like we were absolutely cooked doing, you know, forty shows DOS, forty shows in one DOS week. Show. It's hard. The live, yeah. when was it Thursday night when teams were announced? I was doing that extra oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't that Fox footy stuff great value? Hey, if you still Google it, <laughs> it pops up. Like, my article still pops up as, like, the number one search. Like, yeah. Nice. Yeah, your number one search. Just read it every day. I was on Fox footy. 
it's just weird that he knows that it's still the number one search term. Yeah. How, like he searched <laughs> it this week. It's fucked Daily. up. Daily, you need to That's move right. on. Just get um, off Where's Poochie? Lots of, <laughs> lots of. Um, <laughs> where's Poochie? There's lots of, uh, lots of love for Gorn as a burner. Actually, so it's come through in a few. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Look, not not my burner, but <laughs> the guy named Tranquil Cam. Oh, that's your burner. It's not my burner. Bullshit. This, this guy is uh, you, oh, what is much you better burner? looking than I am. Are you Rachel what Dangerfield then? Rachel Tanderfield. Was that you? Was that Stato? No, it's not me. What is your burner? Uh, We've lost Nina, so it must be Stato. What, what is no, your burner? I wonder if Nina is Rachel, da- Rachel Dandefield. Cam. Oh, what is your like, burner? That's Inception shit. My burner, I don't have a burner. Ah, geez, it took you a long time to answer that question. Oh, you okay. got the PR um, team. How many have you got, Stato? Zero. Well, oh, well you know we said Rachel Dandefield is Nina. Well, Nina was Stato. So oh, Stato no. is. I actually do have Stato a is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. Right. Um, I actually do have a burner. It's Statesman. I suppose they don't really know your real name, so that's that's fine. Well, they sort of do. Every time um, I go on Warney's show, he introduces me as my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go to all this effort. Thanks, Warney. Uh, let Tom me just see fall. if we've got any others here. Wingard, Chad Wingard. Yeah, he fucks here every year. That that's fitness. He was good last year. He was. He, he was playing midfield in that second half of the year. He was playing pure guts. Yeah, and he, so he is a chance. He continues. He is a yeah. chance. As a burn man or as a yeah, as a burn man. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, well, Sam. Sam made it really clear he was after young talent, so he's trying to get the oldies out and bring. So that indicates so to me Warple that season. he's gonna he's gonna back the young kids and teach them how to play midfield. Warple and yes, get on Warple, big on Warple, and he'll he'll be late in drafts as well. So average seventy something. Oh last shit, year. yeah. Um, I'll pick him up round one just to fuck everyone. Lot lot of. <laughs> <laughs> up. Um, lot lot of talk about um, Josh Dunkley as a burner. Will he though? Like, what's what's the expectations of Dunkley? Like, he's going to play mid forward. He's going to average it between ninety and one hundred and five. I will be ranking him top four forwards. I'll have him. I don't know. I haven't really put too much thoughts into the rankings just yet, but certainly top ten forward. Trelaw's a burner. Trelaw's a burner. Trelaw is yeah, yeah. A um, little bit of talk about uh, Sean Darcy. From Jaden Evans, yeah, it's the body worry. Burn you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and that's that's his point, right? So Sean Darcy will play four games this year, but get selected possibly <laughs> in the first three rounds. Yep, yeah. pretty pretty accurate. Um, I don't know who's fucking this guy's a bit of a flog. Davy C twenty eight. He's a right prick. Jonathan Crockett. Uh, Dawson will <laughs> average more than keys. Yeah, fucking earth he will. I'll put cans on it, Cam. Cans. We haven't got a bet yet, so no, I'm, uh, oh, do you want to take it? Yeah, I'll take that. That's right. um, Dawson that over like Dawson over keys. Yeah, okay. No line either. Hey, no. just a straight average. Straight average. Yep. Okay. You're both Good. average. You. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else we got here? Dusty. Yeah. I actually oh, think he's, he's actually been a burn man the last couple of years, to be honest. Yeah, I actually think he'll be good because he's been a burn man the last couple of I don't of think years. he will be good this year. Like, I don't know. They, they said he's lost 10 kilo because of his uh, injury and that shit. And they're like, he's going to win the Brownlow and all that shit now. I'm like, well, hang on. He's lost 10 kilo. He's lost all that power. Like, people just, you know, flick him over now. Did he so, lose a kidney? I don't know if he lost a kidney, but he spent you like lost. six weeks in a hospital. You, this is everything we say now. So it's just. You fucking lost a kidney. Six weeks in hospital, you lose 10 kilo. Like, that's going to fuck you up for a bit. You were fucked up for a bit. Fucking right there. What else do we have? Oh, this is a spicy one, actually. I have nothing to... This is from Odin York. Um, Good name. Or at Skillbreakers. I have nothing to back this up beyond gut feel. Jono, he must be a <laughs> boy. This is it. We found your burner. Um, Zach, Zach Merritt. No. No, no. It's pretty spicy. No, it's spicy. But what other role has Zach Merrick got than accumulate and get the ball out? 
Yeah. No. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There were a few people that posted, you know, people that probably aren't burners, like late round picks, where we just probably don't. Did really I see someone about Wayne Miller being a burn man? The guy what? hasn't played for two years. Wayne, I saw Wayne Miller, Jade Gresham, um, Connor Rosie, Jordan Clark. Like these guys, just for listeners, we we probably wouldn't list them as a a burn man because you're probably not paying up for them as a as a player. If I mean, Wayne Malira, if Wayne Malira averages thirty, he's on fire. If he averages one game, he's on fire. <laughs> right. Well, Rosie, um, what you you would have bought him at fucking end of round fifteen, basically, because his average was poo. Yeah, and the, he, like, he had some good games, but I think Butters is going to go ahead of ahead of him for that midfield role. Well, who'd they pick up? Trent Dumont. Yeah, that's interesting. There goes Carl yeah, Edmund, depth. Role, depth. Yeah, yeah, depth. I think depth as well. But you need um, depth. You do. You do. That's how we're getting through on the pod, man. Steve can just sit out. Fucking We've got Pucci. some depth. We bring in, bring in Jono, like the most the, monotone host you've ever seen, and then just out of the magoos, just, <laughs> just takes just takes over. I'm, I'm doing Braden Fiorini of this pod. The pressure of fizz is gone, and I'm actually doing visual gags on a on a podcast. Steve, have you noticed uh, every John- time I ask where Pucci, I start going. Yeah, you might want to explain that because it's a visual gag. That's the whole point. <laughs> you've already got just... Oh, my God. This is... Uh, we're going off the rails. I, yes, I think it's time it. to go. I need to eat. Okay. Yeah, I think we're done. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Can't wait to cut that stato bit in later at the end. <laughs> just over and over and over again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors Podcast. More tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au. So good to have your back, Stato. So good to have your back, Stato. So good to have your back, Stato. So good to have your back, Stato.